Today on the Mickey Pyle Podcast, we'll discuss Disney and DVC news, and to honor Election Day, we'll talk about the Hall of Presidents and presidents who visited Disney parks. Hey, hello everybody. It's episode 10 Woohoo! Double of the digits. Mickey Pyle Podcast. I'm Scott. And Karen. And we've got a few news stories today. Mm-hmm. A couple of big things. Well, one big thing with DVC, a couple other things. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about, I guess, presidents and Walt Disney Parks. Mostly Walt Disney World, but right. some Disneyland thrown in there too. Yep. Karen, why don't you start us off with the news? Okay, well, first of all, everyone kind of knew this was coming. The Poly Monorail is closed now as of the 2nd. There is boat service from Poly to Magic Kingdom. It opens a half hour before Magic Kingdom opens and stops 45 minutes after Magic Kingdom closes. Otherwise, you can walk over to the Ticket and Transportation Center and there is also bus service available. Yeah, or monorail or ferry boat or right but no from poly itself there's bus services from poly itself so from poly to magic kingdom no to the other parks gotcha yeah okay mm-hmm. well that's cool yeah staying with dvc news alani has finally reopened yeah uh, they reopened officially phased reopening on november 1st mm-hmm. so just yesterday now that we're recording mm-hmm They've got a new Alani mobile app. Which is cool. It's a lot like my Disney experience from reading about it. It Mm -hmm. says it'll help you plan your day, manage your reservations, resort reservations, probably dining too, although it didn't say that. Online check-in through the app. Uh, You'll be able to find fun interactive activities around the resort. And it's got a map. For places of interest, that kind of thing. That's pretty neat. Yeah. So there is a lot of know-before-you-go information if you're traveling to Hawaii. It is a lot different than coming down here to Florida. Hmm. First of all, everybody's required to wear a mask Wow. if you're over two years old. All the time? All the time. Yikes. Obviously not in your hotel room, eating and drinking. I believe you were exempted the pool also, obviously. But there's a 14-day quarantine when you're coming into the state of Hawaii right now. If you're coming from the 49 U.S. states on the mainland, to bypass a quarantine, you have to have had a negative nucleic acid and amplification test within 72 hours of the departure of your final leg. So, you know, knowing that if you're coming from the East Coast, you've probably got two jumps before you head across the Pacific. Right. Before that final flight leaves, you have to have had a test within 72 hours. Hmm. Everyone five years old and over, and you have to pay for the test. Wow. You have to complete the Safe Travels Hawaii online form prior to your arrival. 
there is the generic other exemption provided by the state. Mm-hmm. Customer or travelers arriving in Hawaii with a pending test result will remain in quarantine until the negative test result has been received. Okay. Depending on where you're coming from, or where you're going to, sorry, in Hawaii, you may be required to take a second test. Now, these tests aren't instantaneous. You know, I don't know if this is the rapid test or not. Sounds like it might be, because apparently it's a $150 test. Oh, okay. Um, City and county of Honolulu, which is where Alani is... Second test is not required. Okay. So that's cool. Yes. If you're traveling from somewhere in Hawaii to somewhere in Hawaii, there's no test and no quarantine period required going into Honolulu. Okay. City or county, again. Coming from anywhere else in the world, Mm -hmm. there are no exemptions. It's 14-day quarantine. Period. Except for Japan. Starting on November 6th, we'll have basically the same requirements as coming from the U.S. 72 hours before your departure, get a test. As soon as it is received as positive or as negative, then you're free to enjoy your vacation. Okay. And then, of course, you may have quarantines. Going back. Going back, depending on where you live. Wow. Domestic or not. So it's um it's gonna be really interesting to see who's going to Hawaii. Yeah, coming up. Hmm. But at least it's open and true, and some people will be able to to go. Yeah, it's it's another step in the right direction. Right. Anyway, at least it seems like it'd probably be more of a West Coast to start with. Right. Yeah. Um, other than that, a lot of it is basically the same. As everywhere else, okay. you must have a confirmed room reservation for your stay before you get there. So there won't be any day trips, I guess, for locals anyway. Right. I mean, it'd be hard to fathom somebody even coming from California without a reservation. Yeah. Just thinking they're going to get there. Yeah. But you have to have your reservation. They're going to clean the hotel rooms on day four and day eight. Okay. Just like they do for everybody else in DVC. Right. Which is, I like it that way. I, that's yeah, it's just standard. standard. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it is, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. They also highly recommend begin the check-in process online before you get there mm-hmm. and have cashless or contactless forms of payment. So those are both same as everywhere else. Yeah. Basically the same warning. They're not responsible if you go and get sick. Right. You have to, just like coming to Tampa or coming to Florida, do the online acknowledgement of the the situation. Mm -hmm. Self-parking's available. Valet service, Alamo car rental desk, the Alani shopping shuttle, and the Koolina resort shuttle. Or all unavailable. So sounds like you're renting a car. Or I guess Uber. maybe a taxi, Uber. Yeah. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's that. 
Yeah, but that's but at least it's opening. I mean, that's a good thing. Right. Yeah. So at least it's open. Mm-hmm. And just like they're doing here, once they've proved themselves, I'm sure they'll move forward with other options. Mm-hmm. So that's cool too. Yes. So what's the next thing you got for us? Uh, well, next one is in relation to that, well, another Disneyland Paris. Unfortunately, they closed on October 30th due to spikes in COVID-19. They seem to be doing really well as far as the, the park. I think the park was doing real well. Right. Western Europe isn't doing yeah. very well, apparently. Right. So, and they've given no date obviously for reopen they just have to wait for the for the covid outbreaks spikes to come back down again yeah i know that they were having problems with some of their reservation their park reservation systems and things like that but then all of a sudden they announced like the day before like two days before that that they were closing yeah it was pretty quick yeah it was very quick it sounds like from what i've seen a good bit of the uk is going back into lockdown now mm-hmm. i so. hope that doesn't mean that our friends over there won't be here for the G3. Yeah. But we've got three months, so fingers crossed, guys. Yes, fingers crossed. Hoping. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Better better stuff. Yeah. Now. Yeah, and you know what? We're on bad news. Let's give one more bad news. Then we'll go to better stuff. Last Tuesday, for those of you who were watching the Disney Crush live mm-hmm. show, mm-hmm. hi, Dave and Tony Ann. Hi, Dave and Tony Ann. Right at the end of the show... Everybody started getting these pop-up messages, I think. Mm -hmm. And we started being announcements of a lot of entertainment official layoffs. Yes. So just run through the list here real quick. I think everybody's probably seen most of them, but Mm -hmm. we'll run through it. Festival of the Lion King. I feel responsible for that because we had just done the show talking about how I never see need to see it again. Yeah, I know. I think we jinxed it. And suddenly, I, yeah. maybe we're not going to be able to see it again. But I know. Well, I, I feel maybe we brought that on. So I wish I had that kind of power. I know. <laughs> I would have used it for something much more important than Festival of the Lion King. Okay. But Finding Nemo the Musical. This is why I think we didn't have anything to do with it, because we just talked up how great that ride is, yes. or that show is. True. Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor. Is, everybody's been let go. This one kills me. Yes. Hoop to do review. Because somebody wanted to go there for his big that birthday. Was a big plan to take like all of our family for my 50th, 50th birthday, birthday coming up, and now that's on hold. Yep. Uh, Beauty and the Beast live on stage. Mm-hmm. Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular. The Jedi Training Academy. The Green Army Men. Citizens of Main Street. Or Citizens of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I guess the Citizens of Main Street. Although, I don't know who those are anymore. It, it's the mayor and the yeah, I haven't the seen lady. them in years. So yeah. I don't really know... I, I think matters, they're usually there early, and maybe that's why we don't see Probably, them. Yeah. and we're usually on our way somewhere at Rope yeah. Drop. But yeah, they they took a big hit mm-hmm. last week. So the good, the good news is the official statement from Disney specifically said that they look forward to the time when they'll be able to welcome back right. at least some of the entertainment, the yeah. live entertainment. So it sounds like these people aren't 
you know, gone forever. Right. Kind of what we thought eventually one day we're either going to be moving on because it's just going to be this way forever or mm-hmm. it's going to be better. And as they start increasing people in the parks, they'll start increasing mm-hmm. those shows. And I kind of understand. I mean, if you've got 25% capacity, which is what they say. Right. Can't have everything open. Right. I mean, I know we need spaces for people to be BMW. in lines and to eat and mm-hmm. all the rest. But you're not going to be able to have everything open. And these were all pretty, most of these pretty big things. Jedi Training Academy is just way too close contact, sharing clothes, sharing yeah. lightsabers. Right. I get that. Right. Um, the Green Army men, I mean, they're... Generally, just kind of walking around. And, yeah, yeah, that one. You know, I, I think that's just a case where they don't want people standing around. And that's true. You know, yeah, standing around watching. Standing them. around watching mm-hmm. them. The Indiana Jones stunt spectacular. You know, we talked about this mm-hmm. the other day. It's really hard to have the shill in the audience when there's only a hundred people in the audience. It's right. kind of obvious who the guy is. Or he's sitting six feet away from everybody else. Right. By himself. He, by himself. It's pretty obvious who that ugly red flowered yeah. shirt. Yeah. <laughs> but. And it would be a good time to redo the show. You would hope. Yes. I mean, you know, it needs some. It needs some modern. Updating, yes. we'll say. Mm-hmm. The real bad news is they're now. Saw a report that we're up to about 20% of the Orlando cast members have now been laid off, which is about 15,500. Mm. Now that's going back through this whole thing, but right. that's a lot of people. Yeah, that is. Let's hope we have a good winter and get through this. Yes. Now, on to the good news. Yes, on to the good news. <laughs> this is really big for us because. Thursday the 5th, we're at Hollywood Studios, right? Uh, Thursday the 5th, yes, you are correct. On Election Day, November Mm -hmm. 3rd, Mm -hmm. they're changing the virtual queue for Rise of the Resistance. I'm so excited. I am too, because (laughs) it's going to make it so much easier to get over there. Yes. and Hollywood Studios. True. And I was actually going to do a test, but I'll let you explain on the test I would what the virtual queue changes and what I was going to do to try to test. Yeah, so basically what they're saying is that at 7 a.m. the queue will open Mm -hmm. and you can make your boarding group reservation from your hotel room or anywhere Mm -hmm. else nearby. And nearby is in quotes, so we're not not sure how close nearby is. Well, quote for us. It wasn't on the statement. Just said nearby. Okay. Nobody seems to know what nearby means. Mm Kind of hoping it's Tampa. I know. Because maybe if I had a park reservation and didn't have to leave my house until 8.30 or 9 o'clock, I'd be real happy about that. Right. But we'll have to see, and we're going to try to figure that out. So that brings up how I was going to test it, is I actually tried to... Go first to see if there was a reservation available for tomorrow, and I was going to go make a park reservation for myself and try at 7 a.m. to join the virtual queue. So, and if not, then I would cancel the park reservation and let someone else have the park reservation, but there was no park reservations available for tomorrow. So. Well, I mean, I get that. It's not like there's anything else going on on 
Tuesday, November 3rd, why not go to Hollywood Studios? Right. <laughs> yeah. But I thought it would be worth worth to see if it actually worked from Tampa. Yeah, yeah. That was really the test. Yeah, or maybe so. Spring Hill or Sarasota. Or, yeah, maybe, maybe somewhere around there, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know some of us would be really happy if that were worth Yes, work. then somebody would, that we not have to drive two hours, maybe not have to get. Yeah, you get up, yeah. At, you get up at 7 o'clock, do your park reservation, find out you're in group 58. And right. Head out around noon to get over there. Yeah, that would be very nice. be very cool. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's the new part of this. Mm-hmm. The virtual queue will reopen at 2 o'clock, just like it has been. You and your entire party have to be in the park at 2 o'clock Correct. to try to get the later one. Right. A couple of things that Disney's saying now that I had never seen Disney say. It was just something that you heard online and in podcasts. Mm-hmm. But Disney is specifically saying pick one person to make the reservation for your group so that things don't hang up. Right. So that's good to know that it's the official version now. Mm-hmm. The other thing they've done with the ride, they've announced that they have added clear barriers between rows, between the two rows in each of the vehicle, which will allow them to welcome more guests through the queue, which means now they're going to put two parties right. per vehicle per ride. So mm-hmm. that's good. That means, well, probably it means there'll be twice as many people getting on the ride. Or, right. You know, some semblance of that. Right. Um, but that's good. Mm-hmm. And I mean, when we were there on the 17th, um, unfortunately, you couldn't go. We actually, there was five of us, and they put us between, you know, put all five of us in the car, but we did have the plexi between us, and we were on the two rows. So now, I guess if, you know, if you, if it was just you and I going, and then there was another couple or a family of four, we would both be able to be in the same car, right? So, and it really does not deter what you could or what you're able to see because I was in the second row, so I actually got to sit there and look through the plexi, which really didn't change anything. Yeah, sure. So, sure, it doesn't affect too much on any of the rides we've been no. on the safari mm-hmm. the safari it screws up your pictures a little bit well but... because they have a big brown border around the outside of it well no it's trying to take a picture through a shower yeah. curtain that, yeah that's true <laughs> that you know screws things up a little bit mm-hmm. but but it's okay yeah um i i think you're at enough of angles that mm-hmm. it should be fine it didn't bother anything on dinosaur when we went no and you're constantly moving on the rise one anyways where yeah. it's all the different angles yeah so, so i think it's going to be cool and yeah. a lot of the stuff's happening above you too yeah so yeah very much so yeah what else you got for us well and um I, and i know this is going to affect some people like for example when we go over this week is Epcot um, Frozen Ever After is in refurb starting today the 2nd um, through Friday the 6th. It's in refurb. So hopefully it'll smooth some of the ride out, maybe fix some of the little issues that are you know going on inside of it, which is good. But that means when we're there on the 7th, we'll be able to go on it as long as the line isn't forever. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to see. I mean, that... Four days, five days, whatever mm-hmm. that is, that it's closed. That sounds like messing around with the queue, maybe a little bit inside. No, 
know, maybe. Trying to keep the line from going all the way to China. Uh, maybe that's doing that. You or, know. you know, maybe some little, small, little, not major changes, but yeah, minor changes. I, I would bet on Plexi and the Q line. and Oh, Plexi might be a stuff. thing because that way they get more people in the... Because right now they're doing the front and the very back, I think. Yeah. Right. Like they do with uh, Pirates, I believe. Um, and actually something very cool happened on the 29th, which would have been Thursday. The U.S. Air Force Thunderbirds did a flyover of Walt Disney World, which just, which it was to honor past and current military as well as, as, well as Fallen Warriors, which is a kickoff of National Veterans and Military Families Month which was very cool. I saw the videos of it, especially coming over Spaceship Earth. It was just amazing, and they did several passes and had several different maneuvers. It was very cool looking. Yeah. So and it was a great way to honor it, and it was also presented virtually on Gary Sinise's program. Oh, yeah. very cool. So I guess he's very big with that. Yeah, that's, a, that's his thing. Yes, so. it is. It's, it's amazing what a role will change for you. <laughs> yeah 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 um and then we have some fun stuff going on is now it's christmas season as of january i'm sorry as of november 1st disney changed over oh, let me rephrase that magic kingdom changed over from halloween to christmas on the first so now the jingle cruise is back yay i love jingle cruise yeah it's amazing how fast they do that i yeah. mean we, we go from halloween and they did the same thing last year. Mm-hmm. We were there. Well, the, we were there on, on the thirtieth. We yes, were there on, on the, the first, first and they was, changed it on the second. That was yeah. the last Halloween party. We mm-hmm. were there on the first until you know twelve o'clock right. for the Halloween party, and the next morning the Jingle Cruise opened. And mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think it was fully decorated, but I know it, I saw pictures of the tree up. Yeah, November first this year. So yes. You know, when you've got enough people, and I guess they still have enough for that, it's mm-hmm. pretty easy to get things done overnight, literally. Yes. Yeah, so they put up the Christmas tree. Um, they have the red and white toy soldiers. There's wreaths and garlands all around the park. Um, and in the Emporium and several different shops, but mainly the Emporium, there is a very large variety of merchandise. Yeah. Lots lot of, of merchandise. <laughs> couple cool things when I looked through it, so... Looked like some adult onesies. Yes. There was a lot of long-sleeved items, um, and a lot of sweaters and spirit jerseys, and obviously these are for people up north, because <laughs> I could not wear a onesie down here. It's too and hot. And we're, we're supposed to have a warm, dry winter Yeah, down so. here in Florida, so yeah, I may not be buying a onesie this year. Yeah, but there were, there were a lot of cute items for... Um, for your pets as well, uh, they're coming out. They're coming out with more and more stuff like that. So they have the little spirit jerseys for them. Um, but then, I mean, there are some neat ornaments and some that are just decorative, not just hanging ornament ornaments, but decorative ornaments too. So a lot of cute things. Yeah, I saw the new snowflake ear that's like in a clear mm-hmm. balloon looking thing. You know, they did the same deal last year. Yeah, yeah. So just different. Mm-hmm. Whatever it was inside it. So it looked pretty cool. Yeah. We'll report back on Next what's week. new a week from now. Yeah. Yes, because we'll be there Wednesday. We will be there Wednesday. We will be there Wednesday, the yep. 4th. Yep. Yes. One last thing. Mm-hmm. Speaking of 
Christmas. Mm. A lot of new sugary sweet tweet, uh, treats released for Christmas. And wow, some of these pictures. This orange bird thing looks so cool. It really does. <laughs> I do um, want to try some of them. At Magic Kingdom, they will have the Twice Upon a Cupcake. A confetti Christmas tree tops a vanilla cupcake with a red velvet hidden Mickey. That'll be available at the Main Street Bakery from November 6th through uh, December 30th. And the Christmas tree is not... This thing's really cool. It is really cool. We're going to put pictures on the show notes because yeah. and on the Facebook group. So the hidden Mickey is in the middle of the cupcake. It mm-hmm. looks like a red velvet... Yeah. Kind of center there. Red velvet. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, and then the Christmas tree is vertically on top of the cupcake. So mm-hmm. this thing looks like it's really, really tall. Yeah. but And it's not all solid icing. It looks like it has cake inside yeah, of it. And then it's iced on top of the a cake. A layer of icing and yeah. then more cake and then green icing. It's very cute. the Christmas tree. Like, But it's even a longer line to get to Main Street because that's where they have Starbucks too. Yeah, it's in Starbucks. So now it's going to be an even longer line. Yeah. Well, 25% <laughs> I mean, less than I know, normal. but if they would offer mobile ordering for that, that would help immensely. That would be cool. Yes. Uh, at Pecos Bill's Tall Tale Inn and Cafe, also from November 6th. These are all from November 6th to December 30th. Mm-hmm. Oh. The Let It Snow Taco. A sugar cookie taco shell filled with salted caramel and spiced chocolate mousse. Um, it's really cool. This thing's... The taco shell's blue, which... Yeah. Okay. okay but <laughs> it's really cool looking. Uh-huh. There's an orange bird Christmas, orange scented white chocolate mousse filled with orange curd. That's at the uh, Sunshine Tree Terrace. Okay. There's a Chippendale Christmas churro, <laughs> gingerbread churros topped with apple pie filling and chocolate chips. Well, and well, that's at Westward Hose. So that's uh, at just a cart. Yeah, and the and the little decorations that are look like chocolate look like little leaves too, which is really cute. Yeah, that's cool. They have yeah. some fall colored leaves on mm-hmm. top of it, and mm-hmm. it's a really cool looking churro. Mm-hmm. And then the pistachio chai tea float, pistachio soft serve spiced thai, uh, chai tea, and a red velvet cake pop ornament. Okay, and that will be at Aloha Isle, which makes sense. And I just realized we're going to be there on the 4th, so we won't even be able to get these until... We won't be able to get these unless well, we it... change our reservation. Well, we're going the end of November. Oh, yeah. 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 These look delicious. Disney's Hollywood Studios has got their stuff. Uh, these will be from November 6th through January 4th. Which is very cool. So it sounds like Christmas is lasting a little longer at Hollywood Studios. These are more wintry rather than Christmas. They're all red and green. <laughs> um, there's a frozen salted caramel hot chocolate. Frozen salted caramel hot chocolate topped with marshmallows, green sugar, and a chocolate drizzle served with a souvenir Mickey glow. And the glow is, it's a oh. red Mickey head. Yeah. Can't tell if it's like really a straw topper or not from the yeah, picture. But hard to tell. Pretty cool. That's going to be all over the place. Pizza Rizzo, Backlot Express, ABC Commissary, 
and Rosie's All-American Cafe. So your yeah. odds of getting it are going to be a lot better. Yeah, it's basically all the quick service. Yeah, also at the ABC Commissary and Rosie's All-American Cafe, Mickey's Holiday Cookie, a vanilla butter cookie enrobed with white chocolate <laughs> and sugar snowflakes. And it just looks good because it's got, it's, it's um, white, the white chocolate is red though. They colored it uh, yeah, red. I guess it is. Yeah. Because it looks delish. Yeah. So red, white, chocolate. Oh, okay. I want the next one. The holiday whoopie pie. Red velvet whoopie pie filled with a classic cream cheese filling. And that'll be at the Trolley Car Cafe and the Backlot Express. Yeah, this thing yeah. is. Yeah, and the cream cheese on the outside has sprinkles of red and green sprinkles. Yeah, and it looks like it's covered... The top's dusted with uh, confectioner's mm-hmm. sugar. And... It all looks really wow. good. And then the last thing there, Olaf's Snow Flurry. It's a yellow cupcake with vanilla buttercream, snow flurry sugar, and an Olaf glow. <laughs> so the Olaf glow is really cool. It's very cute. Yeah. That's going to be at Rosie's All-American Cafe. Okay. So those... We still won't be able to try because we're still not there. Yeah, because we're there on the yeah. fifth. Disney's Animal Kingdom theme park. First item there, they've got... Now, these will be... These are completely different. This particular one is going to be from December 20th to January 2nd wow. at Satuli Canteen. It's a white chocolate peppermint cream cheese mousse. A lot going on there. Yeah. Really cool shape. It's a white chocolate peppermint cream cheese mousse with peppermint sauce and chocolate cookie crumbles. Okay. It looks like it's got... I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's very strange looking, but yeah. it looks pretty good. Yeah, it does look good. Yeah. The Menagerie Cupcake, mm-hmm. a gingerbread cupcake with cream cheese frosting topped with a white chocolate bear. The bear is adorable. Yes. It's also got a couple of snowflakes... Kind of looks like the Coca-Cola um, bear. It does look like the Coca-Cola mm-hmm. polar bear. That's going to be available at Creature Comforts, Flame Tree Barbecue, and Restaurantosaurus. And it's going to be the entire month, almost, of December, the 1st through the 30th of December. Hmm. So they're going to be changing things a little bit yeah. in Animal Kingdom. The Pumpkin Ice Cream Sandwich. It's a vanilla ice cream sandwich between two pumpkin cookies. Hmm. Decorated with false sprinkles. So it's that old, um, like, ch- chocolate chip cookie yeah. ice cream bar that I don't think they have anymore, but that used to be awesome. Mm-hmm. That's available at Dino Bite Snacks from November 1st through November 30th. And it is covered in sprinkles. Yes, also. fall colored, very fall colored sprinkles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the Santa Mickey Moose, is so which is cute. a great name. And it is pretty cool yeah. looking. Uh, white chocolate peppermint mousse dome on a brownie base, snowflake sprinkles, and chocolate Mickey ears. Available at Creature Comforts, December 1st through January 2nd. And it's very cute. It is. and looks very rich. Yes. Epcot. So this is something we'll actually be able to do. Yay. And this one sounds right up my alley. <laughs> Spiked frozen apple pie. Old Smoky Mountain Apple Pie Moonshine with Minute Maid Apple Juice and Cinnamon. It's available at the Block and, Han, uh, Block and Hans 
now through December 31st. So okay, we're going to be there get two that days. Multiple times. <laughs> and the Taste of Epcot International Festival of the Holidays sneak peek. <laughs> Maple Bouche de Noel. Holy cow, that's a mouthful. Mm-hmm. It's a maple mousse and cranberry rolled in gingerbread chiffon cake. Ah, that looks delicious. Yeah, it looks like one of those little Debbie... Uh, uh, ho-ho things. The roll, yeah. you know. The, yeah. Yeah. But it looks way better than that. Yes. It, you could tell it's got the cranberry cranberry mousse on the inside. It's got a chocolate hour layer, so it does look like a log. And then it has... It looks like just sugar on top of it. It's well, in it looks leaf like, and well, yeah, they, snow. Oh, it's really it's got, it looks like some holly and a mm-hmm. mushroom, so it's supposed to look like a log. Yeah, you know, but it's really, it's really cute. I definitely want to try that. It looks really good. <laughs> yeah, it looks really so good. So I think the International Festivals of the Holly, is that going to be in the building, or is that just around the World Showcase? I, the Taste of Epcot International Festival. I, yeah, I it looks like it's probably going to be in the the building there, but it doesn't specifically say where. Yeah, I don't recall. So, anyway, yeah. so that is the holiday suites that are coming up, at mm-hmm. least as far as we know so far. Yes. So, as I'm sure everybody is aware, this week is election week. It is? It is. No way. You've so, got to be kidding. I know. It kind of stuck up on us, you know. I don't know how that happened. Didn't even realize it until <sighs> just yesterday. I know. But in honor of that, we decided that we wanted to talk about the Hall of Presidents and then maybe some of the more unique things and times when uh, U.S. presidents have actually visited the Disney parks. Mostly, specifically, Walt Disney World, although there's a couple of pretty interesting things that happened over at Disneyland Mm -hmm. as well with, uh, I guess they would have been future presidents at the time. Yes. That being said, the Hall of Presidents exists only at Walt Disney World. They Walt had originally wanted to create something similar uh, called One Nation Under God at Disneyland in Anaheim. Hmm. And kind of building off his love of Abraham Lincoln and lifelong interest mm-hmm. in Abraham Lincoln. And so he wanted to do this American history kind of thing at the end of Main Street in Disneyland. Okay. Originally, it was going to be wax figures, and then he said, well, that's kind of boring, so let's try to make them animated figures. The technology just wasn't right at the time. Okay. And so he didn't do it. Right. Instead, what he decided was, let's just dedicate our time to one guy, Abraham Lincoln. Okay. And that kind of led to our great moments with Mr. Lincoln, which is kind of a famous thing made for the Illinois Pavilion at the 64-65 World's Fair. Oh, neat. Right. You know, and everybody's kind of familiar with it. You had Abraham Lincoln sitting in a chair. He stood up, gave a five to seven minute Mm -hmm. kind of 
collection of some of his favorite famous speeches. And then as the show ended, the curtains drew back and it revealed a replica of the rotunda of the U.S. Capitol building. Okay, that's cool. As they started building Disney World after Walt's death, technology was getting better, animatronics were getting better, Mm -hmm. and they pulled out these old designs and concepts for what was going to be Disney's Liberty Street in Disneyland. Okay. And that became the impetus for Liberty Square here in Disney World. Cool. They needed to do something different. We're not that far from New Orleans, kind of like when we we didn't have Pirates of the Caribbean when Disney World opened because Mm -hmm. we live in the Caribbean and he didn't think people would be interested. Right. They thought that New Orleans was too close to to Orlando, and so they wanted to have a different theme, and that's why we got Liberty Square. Oh, makes sense. Right. They thought that as a follow-up to Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln, they were in a place where they could go ahead and and begin this concept of that one nation under God, which kind of evolved then as they were doing it into Hall of Presidents. Okay. So when it opened in 1971, George Washington and Ben Franklin both had speaking parts. Okay. Interesting. George Washington, voiced by then Disney veteran Paul Fries our ghost host (laughs) at the Haunted Mansion. Right. It kind of started off with the Constitutional Convention, then, you know, moving through into the Civil War and and onward, culminating in Abraham Lincoln giving a vocal performance very, very similar to Great uh, Great Moments Uh with Mr. Lincoln. Okay. So that way they could use a similar... Yeah, right. same okay. voice, mm-hmm. same narrator, all that. A lot of the same paintings to create the film, That all of that. Right. It advanced through then, early 20th century, addressing things that the leaders of tomorrow have to be committed to the constitutions and its principles if the country is to survive. Mm-hmm. It shows a Saturn V rocket taking off, and then the U.S. president's were there. And at the time, 36 presidents went through roll call, ending with, at that point, Richard Nixon. Okay. Over time, each newly elected president would be added right. into the group, as we know. That went on, and it basically went until 1993 the same way. Okay. There had been additional audio animatronics of Gerald Ford. Uh, Jimmy Carter, Ronald Reagan, George H.W. Bush, that were all added as they came into office. But it really just affected the roll call. Same, still, Washington, Ben Franklin, and Lincoln were the three that actually spoke. And this went on until 1993 when Bill Clinton came into office. And at that point, a guy named Eric Foner, a history professor at Columbia University, Went to Disney executives, Michael Eisner and all those guys, and said, hey, this thing needs to be updated. He ended up rewriting the script, changing things around. At that point, he rewrote Lincoln's speech, and Bill Clinton became the first president to use his own voice and record a speaking part in the 
Hall of Presidents. So Bill that's, Clinton was your first one to do that. That's very cool. Since then, obviously, George W. Bush, mm-hmm. Barack Obama, Donald Trump have all done that. Right. But Bill Clinton was the first one to do that. And then, I didn't right, realize he, that. I always thought it happened way earlier than that. Yeah, but, I did too. Yeah. 1993 was when wow. that happened. I thought it was probably at least 10 years before that. Yeah, right. 93 was also, they made a big change, which was instead of having Disney voice actors mm-hmm. narrating the show, uh, they moved it to Maya Angelou. So she became like the first outside person oh. to do that. She's got a great speaking voice. I mean, yeah. She's got a great voice. Yeah, yeah it was great. It was good. Mm-hmm. And then in 2000, uh, 2001, when mm-hmm. they updated, when George W. Bush went in, actor J.D. Hall replaced Angelou as the narrator, but read the same script. Okay. So it didn't actually change. It just, who, who, who Just who did it. Yeah. 2009, Barack Obama gets elected president. Morgan Freeman replaces J.D. Hall as the narrator of the show. George Washington was added back in as a third speaking president with Lincoln and mm-hmm. the current president. Okay. And the part of the Saturn V launching was replaced with the first launch of the Space Shuttle Columbia okay. footage. Very cool. Yeah. You know, a little more modern. and Well, they needed to... You know, every four to eight years, they're going to shut the ride down and they are able to do some updates to right. it. In January 2017, it was closed again for the addition of Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. It was originally supposed to open June 30th, but it was way Way later later. than that. Yeah, I thought, I think it was like October. Yeah, so uh, December 19th was when it finally opened. So almost a year into it. And there were problems getting to it. Yeah. They had to do some things in the theater. So, yeah, it just got delayed and mm-hmm. delayed and delayed. Interesting, the three speaking presidents, again, Washington, Lincoln, and whoever the current president is, mm-hmm. are these A100, top-of-the-line animatronics, the most advanced animatronics currently that they have. Okay. Or at least... That they have in before place. Before yeah. Rise of the Resistance. And, right. And... Millennium Falcon, probably. Washington and Lincoln are always those. They keep reusing the one for the incumbent. So it's been used for George W. Bush, Barack Obama, and Donald Trump. It's all reusing the same animatronic with different skin and clothes. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. So there are a couple of interesting little trivia tidbits and fun stories here one is that cast members have been known to discreetly vandalize some of the animatronics Hmm. when there are you know controversial things going on in different administrations so apparently during the watergate scandal a pair of handcuffs were put on the richard nixon animatronic Uh, apparently funny (laughs) during the Lewinsky scandal a Condom was apparently oh. put into Bill Clinton's pocket, which is just really funny. <laughs> okay, that one's actually even funnier. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> one of the things, one of the reasons it's been theorized for the delay of the 2017 version when Trump came in mm-hmm. was that the Imagineers had prepared for a Hillary Clinton victory like everyone else in the country mm-hmm. and had already started creating the animatronic model, including her face. And they had to and stop. And I'll tell you, we've said it before, but first time we went in and watched the show, all four of us that were in there yeah. said it looked like they used Hillary's face yeah. on the animatronic. And that's one of the speculations here you find online is that Trump's animatronic is using Hillary's face. Yeah. And so, yeah, the four of us did say it. Yeah, yeah. it's not a very good one. No, it's and, really not. The voice is the voice is dead on well, because it's his him. voice. But yeah, because we're looking at it going, wait a minute. Yeah, it's not. It's <laughs> no. not a good looking no. animatronic. But but it's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. And along with that, so obviously the Hall of Presidents has got some things that are unique to it. And not that it's just the only one. It's very unique that it's permitted. In right. Some of it. yeah. So as, as you know, when you walk into the theater, there's the seal of the United States in the carpet mm-hmm. with a railing. Mm-hmm. around it to keep people from walking on it damaging it disrespecting it because it is amazing it actually took an act of act of congress to allow them to display that mm-hmm. there it wasn't just that disney did it or like the american flags down main street did it with some changes it's the actual seal of the united states mm-hmm. and it took an act of congress to be allowed for that to be allowed there yeah which is uh, really, really cool. Yeah. So when, for the newer presidents, now as they're adding them in, mm-hmm. they not only go and get them to record their voice, they get clothes from them. Wow. When you see a president, or the new president standing there, it's their own actual outfit. Which is very cool. Yeah. Bill Clinton provided one of his own wristwatches to be worn. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, it's really I mean, really you neat. think they go to that level of, of you know, authenticity, I yeah. guess is a good Detail. way. Yeah. You know, you know, obviously, George Washington, they didn't get any of his clothes. Right. But, yeah, current presidents, they get, you know, suit, shirt, tie. Wow. Really long tie in some cases. It was one of the Walt Disney World opening day attractions. Mm-hmm. So, it's been running for... 49 years mm-hmm. with, you know, like we said, with pauses every four to eight years. Depending on president. Depending, depending on, yeah, yeah, what's going on. There are a lot of original artifacts, historical artifacts, obviously not just presidents, stuff from first ladies, boots, beer mugs, golf clubs, a microscope that were actual belongings to the president's. Throughout our history, which is so, it's yeah. So it's not just a presidential museum, right? You know, because a lot of times they say replica of something, a replica of this, but this is actual, which is very neat. Yeah, yeah, right. They only built it at Walt Disney World. They never went back and added it into Disneyland because they thought it was a very unique attraction, and Mm -hmm. that duplicating it in other parks would take away from it being unique. Right, which is true. Yeah, there's certainly not. Even the one in Epcot is not, the American Adventure is not. No. 
the same. No. You know, it's much more elaborate, but it's not the same. Right. The building that it's in was designed to look like Independence Hall in Philadelphia. I think everybody probably knows that. Mm -hmm. I had never noticed that on the outside of the building, there's a sign that says 1787, which was the year uh, the Constitution was adopted. And and I didn't know that, and now when we go on Wednesday, we're going to have to go look. I've never seen that sign. And apparently we're Um, going to have to go see Hall of Presidents again, too. Yeah, I guess we are. Mm Mm-hmm. There are some obviously very famous things that have happened when presidents have visited Mm -hmm. Disney, Disney parks. So the first one would be, it was a future president, but Ronald Reagan hosted the opening day Disneyland television show. Mm. He was the host. At the time, he was an actor and TV personality. Hadn't even run for governor in California yet. Mm -hmm. Obviously became kind of a bigger and bigger deal. He made two trips to Epcot when he was actually in office. First one was on March 7th, 1983. That was her birthday. The second, it was your birthday. (laughs) The second time was March 27th, 1985. And it was billed as the President's Inaugural Bands Parade. So the weather in Washington in January of 85 had been so bad that the inauguration was kind of cut short and all the marching bands got cut short. So a few months later, they actually did it in Epcot as a big... Um, That's very cool. Yeah, to, to yeah. allow these people to actually do what they had set out to do, which yeah. is kind of honor the, the incoming president. Well, and that's very cool and get to be, and I, I believe if I, I recall that they actually kind of walked through the World Showcase. I think it was. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I don't know. A little before my time. Yeah. But if I recall that. Yeah. Richard Nixon went to Disneyland a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, starting in August of 55. But on June 14th, 1959, this is a really cool story. Yeah. <laughs> he was there to dedicate the first trip of the monorail. It had actually made one complete lap prior to the dedication. Right. And the Imagineer, I believe it was Bob Gurr, who was working on it, was very nervous that if they tried to make a full lap with people on it, it might catch fire. <laughs> That's encouraging, right? (laughs) Yeah. So Walt Disney, the Nixon family, at the time Nixon was vice president, Mm -hmm. went for a ribbon cutting. The big scissors they had wouldn't cut the ribbon. So Walt had to actually, they were cardboard scissors. They obviously wouldn't cut a ribbon. I don't know who came up with that idea. So Walt just tore the ribbon. (laughs) They got on the monorail and started around. They made their one lap. And the, the Nixon girls were like everybody else's kids, you know, again, again, again. So Walt told them, just keep going. And the Secret Service, well, they weren't ready for them to make the original one lap. Right. They thought they had some time and they just took off. Then they made another lap. The Secret Service was freaking out. <laughs> and Nixon thought it was just a big joke. You yeah. Know? He said, you should have seen the look on y'all's faces, you know. <laughs> Plus, it was air-conditioned. 
Yeah, it was air conditioned. That's actually why it started early. You know, all the guys in their suits. It's August and or June and right. Love in Orange County, and so they warm. went in. They went into the car, and it the air conditioner only worked when the vehicle was moving. Right. So, so they just took off. Took off. I don't blame them. Yeah. So Gerald Ford never went to Walt Disney World in the two years he was president after Nixon. But all six presidents since then have been to Walt Disney World. Mm -hmm. Jimmy Carter was in the Magic Kingdom in 1978, speaking to the 26th World Congress of the International Chamber of Commerce. Hmm. Talked about Reagan's two trips. George H.W. Bush made two trips of his own to Epcot in 90 and 91. He started there his daily points of light presentations Mm -hmm. and... You know, that was when he first named a couple of recipients. His son, George W. Bush, continued that tradition right. when he became president later on. Well, that would be a good place to start it. Yeah. yeah. Bill Clinton never set foot in a Disney park, but he did go to the Disney Institute in 1970, uh, 1996. Mm-hmm. George W. Bush did not go into the parks, but made speeches at the Contemporary in 2003 and at the Grand Floridian in 06. On January 19th, 2012, Barack Obama gave a speech on travel and tourism from the front of the castle. Pretty funny line. He Mm -hmm. said of his own appearance, he said, I confess I'm very excited to see Mickey. It's always nice to meet a world leader who has bigger ears than me. That's pretty pretty funny. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, made fun of himself. I like that. Yeah. Donald Trump hasn't been here he was supposed to have come last November or December for a mm-hmm. fundraiser, and it got moved for. There was just a lot of stuff going on at the time. Yeah, there was. So a, I can't yeah. even remember what the story was, but it mm-hmm. got moved down to Miami. Last thing we've got here, going back to Richard Nixon in 1973, in the Contemporary in one of the uh, convention halls, mm-hmm. actually made the "I am not a crook" speech. From the contemporary, which is... In, in, had no idea. No. Don't even know why that would be. Yeah, I mean, I so, always thought it was, you know, either yeah. from his home or from... Yeah, no. He an made office it, or something. Made it at the Contemporary Hotel. It was actually at a AP editor's, reporter's kind of convention. He was here and it was part of his speech. Yeah. And he was not a crook. And he would, and you so. thought you would think that'd be more well known about that. I mean, it, so it's just surprising. Kind of like the Beatles breaking up with the Polynesian. I know, same thing. I mean, you, and they probably don't want the negativity about it, but yeah, it, it's still very but big events. History made it Walt Disney. I know. Can you get anything better? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> So, anyway, that is going to wrap things up for us again this week. Mm-hmm. Episode 10 is Yay! in the books. Woo-hoo-hoo. As soon as we get it edited, <laughs> it'll be in the books. Yes. Again, thank you guys, everybody, for checking us out. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed our kind of whirlwind history there of the presidents and Disney. Mm-hmm. Please come join our Facebook group. It's the Mickey File Podcast group on Facebook. Yep. Throw that in there. You'll find us. Mm-hmm. You can email us if you have any questions, comments, show sh- suggestions, whatever. Yeah. It's mickeyfilepodcast at gmail.com. 
We don't really use Twitter and Instagram much, but we're on Twitter and Instagram <laughs> at Mickey File. You already mentioned the Facebook group. Yep. And then obviously listening to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, mm-hmm. iHeartRadio, Amazon Music. I'm forgetting some, but anywhere you listen to podcasts, we're pretty much there at this point. Yes. Waiting on approval from Pandora one day, hopefully. <laughs> but other than that, we're pretty much available everywhere. Yes. Subscribe. You'll mm-hmm. get a notification each week when the new episode drops. And if you would, give us a rating, a review. It lets us know that we have listeners mm-hmm. and lets us know how we're doing. It also helps with the algorithms, the way they all do. It helps people find us when they're searching for podcast yes so with that i will say good night good night scott good night karen thanks bye